pleased today to have two folks from the Talos uh, Intelligence Group here at Cisco joining me. I have Ashir Mahatra and Guillermo Veneer. I think I got pretty close on those names, guys. How'd I do? Yeah, you did good. All right. It's, yeah, I'm not great with that, but I made it through. All right. So we're going to talk about the uh, Gamaradon research that uh, that you guys put out last week. Um, which is pretty interesting. That that group has been pretty active for several years now, and um, I haven't seen too much in the way of new research on them in the last few months. I think uh, some other you know APT groups have been grabbing all the headlines, but I wanted to to talk to you guys about uh, about the research, how you guys came across this campaign, and a few other things. So um, yeah, maybe let's just start right there at the beginning. Um, how did, how did Talos, how did you guys come across this campaign to begin with? So Dennis, as, as part of our efforts, protecting customers and partners in Ukraine, you know, uh, with the advent of, and even before the Russian invasion of Ukraine, we proactively hunt for attacks and anomalous behaviors in their enterprise environments. You know, we do a certain amount of hunting to protect our customers in that specific region. Now, during our routine hunting activities, we discovered the presence of malicious link files, which are basically Windows shortcuts. And we also found known malicious domains, uh, you know, reaching out to, uh, you know, there were computers and there were endpoints in their enterprise, in their environments that were reaching out to these malicious domains that have been attributed to the Gamma Radon APT in the past. That is when we started piecing together the attack and articulating the infection chains. And that is how we built the entire, discovered the entire campaign. Um, how, how long ago was that, Ashir? I think I, you know, it, these campaigns a lot of times run for weeks or months before anybody discovers them. Yeah, I think we, we discovered this uh, uh, about, about a month ago, uh, if I may say. But uh, we're fairly confident that this campaign has been running for longer than that. Okay. And how broad was the the targeting set for this particular campaign? I know sometimes, you know, you might discover uh, artifacts on one network and then not be sure, you know, if they've hit other organizations. But how broad was this one? Uh, they are highly motivated towards uh, targeting predominantly Ukrainian government and critical infrastructure entities, right? And this campaign follows the same targeting objectives. Uh, an interesting aspect of this uh, research is that the entire infrastructure for this campaign is geofenced. That means that they uh, limit the access to the servers to IPs in the Ukrainian IP space. So that's a strong indication that they want to target only uh, entities in Ukraine, right? Yeah. Uh, if you add to the fact that the spear phishing campaign that they used to start this attack uh, are related to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, uh, you can see that their motivation was to target specific entities in the Ukrainian government. How, how typical is it to see that geofencing for APT campaigns? I know I've definitely seen it or read about it in the past, but is it is it typical these days or is it, you know, you see it every once in a while? It's not very common, but uh, Gamma Redon specifically is known for doing this kind of things. This, the, their infrastructure is usually restricted to the targets that they want to, 
to focus on that moment or that campaign. And that, you know, sort of shows that they're, this isn't a sloppy thing that they just came up with on the spur of the moment. They had, they had some goals in mind here. They had some organizations that they wanted to go after and, and they did that. Um, so yep. how, give me a, give me a sense of how active I say Gamaradon, yeah, I say Gamer. I don't know. There's so many of these ways to say this. How active is that group in general? Uh, it's it's a very active group in general. Like they're they're, sure they're extremely. Yeah, sure. Oh wait, you want to take that? Okay. I believe that he's frozen again, so I can take that. Uh, we have uh, observed Gamaradon a few times uh, uh, in the past uh, six months to one year. One year. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, written about uh, Gamaradon uh, targeting Ukraine before and targeting other uh, uh, countries and entities uh, before. Uh, we've seen Gamaradon active since at least 2017. Uh, they they are they are a little old. Uh, the first time that they were described, I believe, was 2013, and they keep doing it uh, doing this type of campaigns every three to six months from what i could see from previous uh, uh reports on gamaradon okay in in this particular campaign that you guys exposed last week how similar or different was it to previous gamaradon campaigns there are some similarities between this campaign and previous uh, campaigns that they uh, executed in the past uh, the targeting of Ukrainian entities is in sync with their modus operandi. Uh, they tend to focus on Ukrainian targets, especially uh, governmental and um, um, financial institution targets in Ukraine. And this has been true, um, even more true after the Russian uh, invasion of Ukraine. The use of multiple script-based malware, uh, such as PowerShell and VBScript, is uh, an evolution of the tactic that we observed in the past. They tended to use VBScript in the past, not a lot of PowerShell, but this campaign specifically, they are using more PowerShell, but still use some uh, VBScript in their attack chains. And lastly, the infrastructure that was used in this campaign, the servers where they store the payloads or the servers uh, contacted by the spear phishing links, mm -hmm. they are the same as previously used in, uh, in other campaigns. So these are the main uh, topics that we observed in common with previous campaigns. Is it... Is it common for APT groups like this to reuse infrastructure and tools and things like that? I would, I know tools get reused, but how common is it for teams to, to reuse infrastructure? I, I guess it depends on uh, whether they've been disclosed or discovered or not, because if, if their infrastructure, because most of them re rely very heavily on stealth, right? So if their infrastructure hasn't been discovered, 
then they will continue to use that across different campaigns and even across different geographies sometimes. Um, then there's other APTs that will yeah, blatantly disregard protections and disclosures no and they will continue to use no that infrastructure again and again and again. Or, so it, it, it kind of depends on, well uh, from APT to APT. <laughs> Until somebody blows it up, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I know one of the, the tools that uh, was used in this campaign was a new info stealer that, that you guys hadn't seen before. Right, um, right. exactly. What was unique about that info stealer that was used in this particular campaign? Yeah, the, the SOO uh, used by Gamaret on APT works mostly like the other tools we observed in the attack in terms of their capabilities and how they communicate with the servers. They are able to collect information from the machine, take screenshots and download additional scripts and binaries to the server, right? But this specific tool, uh, one different behavior that it has is the ability to steal documents from the machine. So they are able to collect specific types of documents and send back to the server through their uh, control server uh, communication. And the targets of this, uh, uh, this tool, the type of documents that they were targeting shows that they have a specific interest that could be uh, interesting for their nation state objectives in Ukraine. Okay. So this is primarily a cyber espionage group. They're not doing anything destructive. There's no wiper malware uh, in use by them. That's right. Okay. Yes, that's right. Okay. We, ha we haven't uh, observed any disruptive attacks in this campaign. That doesn't mean that they don't have those uh, by God comrade specifically them in this campaign. Correct. And also historically, Gamma Raiden has been an espionage group that aims to steal information from their uh, targets and establish long term access rather than uh, go in and start burning infrastructure. So uh, this uh, this campaign is the, their TTPs okay. in this campaign okay. are in sync with um, what we've seen previously. Do as they well. ever target any groups out or excuse me, organizations outside of Ukraine or or did they in this campaign at all? Or was this only you mentioned the geofencing, uh, yes. Guillermo, but have they ever been known to go outside of Ukraine with targeting? Yeah, they they haven't targeted any entity outside of Ukraine in this specific campaign, but we have uh, wrote about uh, other situations where Gamaredon was targeting uh, entities outside of uh, Europe uh, and outside of Ukraine. So they are known for doing that, which is a little different from the common APT behavior, right? They, they have, yeah. uh, sometimes they target more broadly, uh, other uh, companies and entities uh, looking for this information that they try to steal. Do they go after one specific type of information when they're inside an organization, or do they just kind of vacuum up everything that they can get their hands on? I think um, they, they, they tend to go after a variety of stuff. So we've seen them go after documents, images, text files, a variety of different file formats. Basically, they're trying to harvest as much information as they can, you know, pilfer as much as they can so that um, because you never know what can, uh, you know, what kind of document can prove an advantage for the nation state, right? Uh, politically, economically, in, in terms of military um, efforts as well. So the intention there is to get as much as possible. Yeah. And then later discard whatever is not needed. It's better to have too much than too right? little if you're a cyber espionage group. Yeah. 
<laughs> you can't steal too much stuff. Correct. Absolutely. Um, so th- this group has been active for almost 10 years, I think eight or nine years. Would you expect them to continue these activities, you know, unless and until somebody is able to, you know, expose the team members, even though that doesn't seem to work very well these days either? Yeah, we we don't correct. That's what we anticipate, uh, at least uh, in the near future, you know, Uh, especially them to keep doing uh, what they're doing right now. they had su- success in this campaign, so they'll probably uh, do it again in a couple months or even less time in the future. Um, as we mentioned, they they use they re- they like to reuse their infrastructure, so we will probably see the same infrastructure used in the future for this for the new attacks. So this is something that defenders need to be aware of, like they tend to reuse the same infrastructure to to perform their campaign. So keep an eye for it. And obviously, I know that, uh, you know, attack groups like this pay attention to what defenders and research teams like Talos do. So they're certainly aware that the research community knows what they're doing, but it doesn't it doesn't seem to me like they care a whole lot. Yeah, that's right. They 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 don't they don't care much about uh, hiding. Even uh, if you look at the descriptions that we have in the blog, they don't try to actively uh, hide their activities in the machine. So everything is very noisy. Uh, we can see a lot of the activity without any attempt to to hide the files, hide the communications or anything like that. So in this specific case, the APT is a very noisy APT that can be uh, figured out pretty easily if you look at your products and you you see uh, what's happening in the environment. That's interesting to me. Do you do you guys have a theory on why there? I mean, there's other noisy APTs like that out there, but is it just? I, I think once they've you know, once there's enough research out there on them, they're just like, well, everybody knows we're here anyway. We, we might as well not waste time trying to hide. Yep. I, I mean, the other aspect towards this is that uh, they're an extremely aggressive threat actor as well. Like they will relentlessly use different types of topical lures to target individuals. Like uh, it's it's not that because they've been disclosed, they will slow down their activities. They'll continue uh, targeting people uh, as if it's business as usual, you know, as if there's been no disclosures or anything like that. Uh, it's almost as if they're trying to meet targets, uh, you know, achieve quotas. So um, that that's what we feel. So it's they're very aggressive, whether it's in terms of their technical abilities or whether it's in terms of their social engineering abilities. You know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's attackers uh, are bosses constant. Too, right? It's a constant have, barrage uh, of OKRs um, and, activity and, and goals they have to meet just like everyone else yeah <laughs> all right well guys thank you so much for right doing this. i really appreciate it this is great info um and if if folks haven't read the blog yet i encourage you to go t- um, check out the talos blog post on this um it's on the talosintelligence.com site um it's got a lot of great information it's got iocs it's got everything you need to know about these, this campaign and, and other uh gamma radon uh campaigns so guys thanks so much for joining me Thank you, Dennis. All right. Take care. Thanks for having us, Dennis. While you were happy,